0: You're listening to the Oz Movies podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back everybody to the Oz Network as we come to you for our fifth week of Jurassic Park slash world month. Yes, the month that never seems to end because we don't want it to end because it's such a great month. We're here today to preview Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Which, can you believe, comes out in only a few days. I remember getting excited when we saw the first trailer and we did a trailer reaction episode and here we are, only a few days out from seeing it and we're here to talk about everything that we haven't talked about in the last four weeks and just some other random stuff at the same time as well. My name is Ben and boobies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Colin and hey Ben. Ben. You know me.
0: (laughs) Just to clarify, that was a joke from off-air, and also our Ocean's 8 review episode coming soon, (laughs) or possibly already posted, whichever has happened. Um, I forgot we have to come up with a trailer line or something like that, but yeah, a couple of days away, here we are, um... We've obviously talked a lot at length about all of these movies in the last month. Uh, I'm not sure if your excitement is building even more for this, Colin, or it's diminished. Uh, I mean, there's some reviews out there. Obviously, this movie's been out for a couple of weeks in certain parts of the world, so there's been some reviews out for a while. I'm sure there's spoilers. I have avoided all the spoilers, so I don't know anything that's uh, potentially happening in this film. But uh how, how are you feeling right now, a couple of days out from uh, seeing this movie?
1: Um... Uh- it's kind of a weird feeling. I'm feeling more excited to see the movie, but less optimistic that it's going to be anything great. Uh, if that makes any sense at all, like the, the the movie just has my curiosity piqued because all the reviews that are coming out, like I'm just sort of glancing at them. They're all pretty much saying the same thing. Like, like your typical Jurassic park sequel, it's nothing special. Uh, but for the first time, all these reviews are saying like they're doing something different. So Mm -hmm. I, I think it's it's going to be going in a new, not just a new direction, like because that could mean in a bad way, like the last Jedi going in a new direction is a bad thing, but this going in a different direction is it's more so they're doing something original with the story because we keep talking about how these movies are all just the same thing. This one really looks different, it feels different. Um it definitely looks like it's going to be a little bit more intense than any of the other sequels. We're going to get back to some of the the terror of the original ones, uh, which I think you know the change in director definitely helped. But uh, yeah, I'm not I'm I'm really not holding out any hope that this is going to be anything really special. Uh, but I can't wait to see it. I mean, I'm I'm basically counting down the days now.
0: I think I'm pretty much exactly the same as everything you just said because yeah, I've been reading a few of these reviews and kind of I thought I would avoid them, but then all of a sudden I'm like, nah, eh, no, let's read a few. And yeah, like you start reading them and all of a sudden when you start hearing like, you know, eh, it's okay. Like it's got some good moments, yeah. but then it's got this happening and this happening. I mean, at least it's not getting absolutely trashed. Um, So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a good thing. And I mean, realistically, I think even Jurassic World's, you know, opening reviews weren't exactly brilliant either. So... You know, I think kind of this is what you expect from this type of movie. Uh, you know, as you said, kind of doing something different, which could go either way, the last Jedi effect or something else. But, um, you know, it's, it's always going to be a case with these movies that I think I talked about when Jurassic World came out that, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm excited, but at the same time, do we really need it? Um, because, you know, I don't think anything can ever touch the original and particularly, you know, that we've got, it's, it's kind of a new world. You know, we talked last week about how sort of Jurassic World is pretty much just a reboot restart of the, the franchise. You know, it doesn't really carry a whole lot over from the original trilogy except for sort of the themes and everything. And, you know, even little things that this isn't really a spoiler, but you know, I think we've touched on a lot that Jeff Goldblum is nothing but a cameo in this film, you know, and things like that. You know, it, I, I don't know how we would be feeling right now if we knew that Jeff Goldblum was a star next to Sam Neill and Laura Dern, they're all coming back. Uh, like that, I think, would be coming into this completely differently.
1: Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what I was alluding to last week that I want to say, which is just the reusing of the two main stars from the last movie, which to me, in a way, it kind of feels cheap. And I, I don't think it would if it wasn't for the fact that we've sort of had this whole series set up where you have your main stars from the first movie, and then you might bring one of them back in each one, but, like, it really needs to be its own thing. And this just sort of feels like more typical Hollywood. Like, it, it doesn't feel like at the end of Jurassic World that either of these characters really were screaming to come back. Uh, but yet at the same time, I feel like, it, it, based on what we know about the story, Jeff Goldblum's a character that makes sense to come back, even if it was just in a larger-than-cameo role to kind of be a John Hammond-like character. Or a Ludlow-like character, like who knows what direction they would go in. Uh, I I was never really that sold on either Owen or Claire in the last movie, but I'm probably even less excited about them. Even even though I didn't dislike them, I'm less excited about them being in this movie just because I, I just I honestly don't feel like these characters need to come back, and I don't want this to become you know your your typical franchise where. It's impossible to make it without letting go of your your movie stars that you have attached to this. Like, I think we need new characters in each of these movies.
0: I, I definitely, I think, agree with that because, I mean, we, we're getting, like, new kids, aren't we, and a couple of new side people, but, I mean, this, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I realize Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 both brought back kind of one of the stars from the original as, as sort of, like, the the main fodder, but, like, you won't have one surrounded by new people, so... Um, I mean, you've never really brought back both, even with Laura Dern in Jurassic Park three, like she was literally in it for like five minutes. So, you know, it's, it's barely like you brought them both back. So this is kind of a first, what they're doing with it. Um, but it's just, it's interesting, sort of, I, I did read the plot on, um, just the way they worded the plot on Wikipedia about a week ago, and I went to read it now, and I realised that somebody's gone and edited it with the whole plot of the film, so I'm not going to read that right now. But um I, th- I think it's funny, and even in one of the reviews, to me it just sounded so similar to The Lost World, because I think even in the review they're basically just like, you know, oh, you know, they go back to the island to help protect the dinosaurs, you know, from a volcano, but secretly there are people on the island trying to take the dinosaurs off to bring them to the mainland, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like you know, we we went into Last Jedi, didn't we? Assuming that they were going to just make this Empire Strikes Back, given that Force Awakens is yeah. just a new hope, but um. I mean, there's been, what, about three trailers, I think, full trailers released for this, and obviously a lot mm-hmm. of other little snippets along the way. We obviously talked at length about the first trailer. I mean, is there anything in the the two trailers that kind of excite you? I mean, I, I for one, love sort of the scenes where you've got the Mosasaur underneath the wave. I think that one's kind of looks yeah. really cool. And there's the scene of the T-Rex roaring at the lion, which, you know, it's only a brief blink and you miss thing, but it looks really cool. And I think kind of the elements, like, as we touched on a lot of, like, the fear, like, there's a the shot of the little girl with the... Um, the dinosaur with its claw oh, sort yeah. of going towards it. I think that's the Indoraptor. And I know sort of a lot of them, the fan communities, um, you know, they've really been pinpointing these new dinosaurs that, you know, have been teased a lot. Like, you've got the Allosaurus, um, and there's a couple other ones which I can't remember off the top of my head, which, you know, I've been teased about so many times in sort of this Jurassic Park world that we're finally going to get to see on screen. So, is there any sort of these standout scenes? Because I think, like, a lot of people seem to talk down the first trailer, but I definitely think the next two, you know, I, you and I were both fans of the first trailer, but I definitely think the trailers have done well at selling this film for something a little bit different.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the first trailer, we kind of broke in that episode. No, we broke we broke the (laughs) news to the world, but we had mentioned in there, when it wasn't widely known, that that trailer was basically footage from just the first 45 minutes of the movie. So we kind of always knew that that was just going to be the setup, and I think that was what was going to be your typical Jurassic Park movie. The majority of what we're going to get in this movie is going to be mainland stuff. So unlike The Lost World, they're taking their time to build the whole mainland thing, which is what's kind of interesting to I me and just from what we're seeing from the trailers like I like the shot where they have you know the the uh, I, I, are they revealing like the the raptor in the cage or something like that you know the, the most dangerous predator yeah the indoraptor in the cage and you know a lot of stuff like one thing i hate is i think it was the last trailer where they spend probably 30 seconds on goofy physical comedy of chris pratt being pinned against the wall mm. of a cage by a T-Rex and giving a thumbs up. I'm okay. Yeah, uh, okay. I don't think that kind of comedy belongs in Jurassic World, Jurassic Park. But it, it seems to be a lot more of like these tense scenes. Because when I look back on Jurassic World now, I know there's a lot of scenes of people running from dinosaurs. But not a lot of close calls. And and I think the things that I like the best about – well, I think the, all the things we like best about – the original movies were those moments where it's like the people were this close to being bitten, like where the, the T-Rex is crushing the top of the car with the kids inside or uh, you know, the raptors in the kitchen with the kids. And in this just those little shots, like there's a the one where, you know, Chris Pratt's diving out of the way of the T-Rex and, uh, you know, all the stuff uh, which looks like it's in the end. The entire climax of this movie is going to take place in a little girl's bedroom, <laughs> which seems a little weird. Don't but yeah, the feel of that... yeah. <laughs> Ben, <laughs> uh, the feel of it just feels creepy, and I think we've been missing that. Uh, we had a couple of moments like that in Jurassic World, but I think Jurassic World took more of like the spectacle, and this is taking more of the terror. Uh, and I, the one thing I have to say is that I've read in a lot of the reviews a lot of criticism with uh, the involvement of this little girl, which you know I guess goes back to the same thing with like the Lost World that, <laughs> that this girl does not belong in the movie maybe you could have made one Jurassic Park movie without a kid's involvement. But the setting of that kid's room, like this looks like something out of my nightmares. Maybe it's because the lights are off, but all these weird paintings on the wall and everything. To me, this looks like some type of weird dimension from stranger things <laughs> i think visually the movie has a good look about it and the, the, i think that's what strikes me the most in the trailer is that it looks interesting and it looks creepy
0: well there's i'm just looking here like there's a scene where there you've got some sort of underwater shot and you kind of see um there's a like b- skull and bones and also you see an eye which yeah. you know again is a jurassic park thing isn't it? there always has to be some sort of scene with an eye looking at the through a window um but, yeah, I mean, it's interesting with the reviews, as you said. Like, I read a couple about this little girl, and apparently, like, it's just like, okay, the first time she escapes, it's scary. The second time, you're like, didn't I just see that? And the third time, you're just yawning at the fact that she's, you know, escaping yeah. by the skin of her teeth again. Uh none, none of the reviews I've read have mentioned anything about B.D. Wong, the esteemed B.D. Wong, and, like, what exactly uh <laughs> Dr. Wu's up to. So, I don't know if this is some, like, big-kept secret sort of, you know, all, all wait till you see doc- what Dr. Wu's up to this time around. Um, I, I mean, I there's don't...
1: one shot of him in there yeah. But to me, I'm like, that could have been lifted from Jurassic World, for all yeah, I know Yeah,
0: exactly um, There's also, uh, we didn't really talk too much about James Cromwell's involvement in this film And I think kind of mm. his character, Sir Benjamin Lockwood Who sort of has been sold as John Hammond's former partner When it comes to developing the dinosaurs And nothing's really been announced in the movies in terms of this But actually, there was one of these channels that I've been watching on YouTube Sort of just through everything Is that they go into mention in one of the chapters in the original novel of Jurassic Park, when they go into a bit of background on John Hammond's, uh, you know, how he came to be, there is a character who is not called uh, Benjamin Lockwood, but essentially sounds exactly like this type of character, somebody who worked with oh. Hammond in um, putting together these, you know, ideas to clone dinosaurs. So, I don't think it's been confirmed by anybody in this movie, but a lot of sort of the fans of the novel are sort of, you know, saying that this was sort of... Based off this different name of a character in, in the book, which I think hmm. is a pretty cool thing. But we like James Cromwell, Farmer Hoggett, you know, Jack Bauer's dad, George Bush Sr. I mean, he was the Queen's husband too in the, uh, like he's been everything.
1: <laughs> LA Confidential. Yes. <laughs> uh, Deep Impact. Yes.
0: <laughs> but I mean, I, I think James Cromwell's an honorary Australian because again, like Baby's one of our greatest ever movies ever, you know. <laughs> He trained yeah. a pig to be a sheep.
1: <laughs> but in all honesty, if you asked 99%, like if you asked a bunch of Canadians or probably even Americans, where is James Cromwell from? I guarantee 99% of them would say Australia. <laughs> That's <laughs> just what we perceive. Because what's funny about James Cromwell is I don't know what his accent is, but like, I swear that no matter what he's in, he has some weird accent you can't identify. <laughs> and it's not like. I don't know if this is his natural voice or if he just sort of does this as part of the performance, but uh, in this movie, he kind of – I've really only seen like one or two still images of him, but is this going to be like some type of crazy old Howard Hughes thing, you know, this old run-down old man or – is it going to be, like, like I honestly can't tell. Just the look of him looks different than I expected in this. I expected, like, a big businessman.
0: Well, because I don't think he's in any of the trailers, is he? Because I, I saw one of the no. still images of him, but, like, they've really kept him, you know, completely hidden from these trailers. And there's a couple of the characters, too, um, that, you know, I don't think we've seen in the trailers at all. So, I mean, I, I like that, that, you know, they don't completely spoil it, um, you know, which often they will do with these dinosaur pieces and all that sort of stuff, but... Um, I mean, it was outside of sort of James Cromwell. we talked about these sort of the main people, but I mean, some of these other side people, I mean, I've not heard of a lot of these people. You tend to know come, kind of a lot of these random people that I don't know that aren't, you know, the big A-listers, but Rafe Spall, Justice Smith, Danielle Panetta. I mean, are you familiar with any of these guys coming into this movie?
1: Uh, I'm just clicking on a few of them here. Uh, <laughs> clearly their names I are mean- uh,
0: standing out to you right now. <laughs>
1: I do know that Rafe Spall, he was in um, uh, Life of Pi, because I love Life of Pi, so I did recognize him from that one. Uh, y- you can't go without mentioning Toby Jones. I mean, I'm sure everybody knows Toby Jones.
0: Oh, he's um, from um, da, 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 Captain America, right?
1: Yeah, it's Captain America, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy... Yeah. Um, some girly movie that Jamie always associates him with, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he's an amazing actor. Um, and,
0: and- he's in W as well. So him and James Cromwell. Uh, so he played Carl Rove in W. James Cromwell was uh George Bush Senior in W. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. James Brolin as George W. Bush. No. It's a brilliant movie. It's so good. But um, yeah, I didn't realize he was in that. He actually was because I remember the guy who played Carl Rove looked like Carl Rove. And yes, I do know. Yep. Okay. Never mind. Talking out loud. <laughs> and
1: of course. Do we know much about Ted Levine's character in here? Mm, I mean, that's no. a blast from the past. Ted um,
0: Levine. is he? He's a well, he's a seasoned mercenary who was in command of the rescue operation in Isla Nublar. So, no, I don't know. My guess is he's going to get eaten by a dinosaur before the volcano blows up. That's just a guess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You mentioned how it's interesting that we don't know a lot about these characters, which I agree. I like going into a movie and not knowing too much. That's kind of the way it was with The Lost World. I was I was aware that there were all these new characters. I'd read the novel. All of a sudden, I'm like, well, I don't remember a Nick Van Owen in the novel and things like that. But uh, I almost feel like, again, this is going back to my complaint about it's just being too much Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas, Texas, <laughs> that – it, 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 I don't know, it's just they can't have any of the trailers without them that I'd like to know more about these characters. I'm hoping that this movie isn't just the, a two-person show. Hmm. Which, it's interesting, the
0: promotion around this, because I watched, uh I think it was like a BBC sort of, documentary it's on youtube actually it's called like the secrets of jurassic park and sort of going over lots of things from the first four movies and then just interviewing the cast ahead of this so they uh interview you know chris bratt and bryce dallas texas um you know they interview J. A. owner and they even have jeff goldblum there which it's it's interesting that jeff goldblum is kind of doing the rounds doing the interviews in this which again literally he apparently is only in this film for like two minutes or something like that so i mean he legitimately has a cameo but I guess they've got to put that star power behind him because, you know, we talked about how excited we were to know that he was in this film and the trailers have relied on him heavily. And I find it interesting the way they've gone about that and sort of focus a lot on him and really gelled over all these other ones, which I guess it's the nostalgia region- reasons at the same point. But, yeah, I mean, do you like the direction that they kind of focus so much? Because you think a lot of fans will be left disappointed assuming that he's going to be in this movie a lot more than I think ultimately he will be?
1: Oh, I guarantee people are going to be disappointed. And all the reviews are saying the same thing, that he's underused in the movie. And I think it's been very well known that he has a cameo in this movie. And judging from what I'm seeing, most people are saying, hey, this didn't need to just be a cameo. You could have made this a slightly larger, larger role, even if it was just like the size of what Richard Attenborough had in The Lost World, maybe more than this one, two-minute scene. Because that's what really got me in the first trailer was that i liked that we were getting different angles of story like we, i think we mentioned uh even in the last episode you know comparisons to the dc franchise and how it really showed things you didn't normally see in superhero movies like how the media responds to something like this happening how the the government responds to things like this and that's why i like him appearing before this this hearing and the idea that, you know, we're going to get some political stuff in here. It's like, would the government intervene at this point? Is It's not just an in gem thing anymore. Do we save this uh, now dying species? Uh, or it could even be the opposite thing where it's like, is this going to be something where we have to prevent them from coming to the mainland? I think there's a really interesting idea in this movie. And it probably would have been better. I, I bet they're kicking themselves now for not getting at least one more scene with Jeff Goldblum. Uh, because the star power does mean a lot. It, it, it's funny that, you know, nobody cared about Jeff Goldblum for years, and all of a sudden he's coming back and doing like Independence Day, and people are excited about him again. Uh, people are loving, you know, his association with Jurassic Park again. And Jeff Goldblum just suddenly seems to be like a really big star. Hmm. <laughs> he hasn't been in 20 some odd years. And now everybody's loving Jeff Goldblum like I would argue there's probably more people talking about Jeff Goldblum appearing in this movie even if they know it's only a cameo than are talking about Chris Pratt.
0: It's such an interesting sort of thing how the I mean the internet really has made him into this, you know, star. Because, I mean, how many times are you seeing these videos? I mean, I shared one the other day on my Facebook. It's like, you know, Jeff Goldblum uh, plays every character from Jurassic Park. Like, they just (laughs) IGN and BuzzFeed, they just get him to read these things, which are just absolutely hilarious because, you know, he obviously has this style about him. But, I mean, as much as I'm excited to know that he's in this film and, you know, it's great to kind of have everything in the lead-up, Part of me almost wishes that none of this had been announced and you, it was kind of like the solo effect oh, with yeah. the cameo. Like you just, you weren't expecting it. Then all of a sudden he walks in the room and you're like, Oh my God. Like you would just like lose your shit because I did read a whisper and this was like months ago that Sam Neill was seen on set. And like I, again, that's yeah. all I saw. I haven't seen anything since. So like that's not me saying that I know it's true or anything like that. I doubt it is but um you know i think that would have if they had gone that route it would have you know maybe you know upped people's view of it a, a little bit more i'm not sure but do you, do you feel as though maybe that like they're leading up to because i mean we know that this has got a sequel no matter what um, that maybe they're going to try to, to get him back more and maybe they are going to try and get the original cast yeah. back like Sam Neill and Laura Dern. Cause both Sam Neill and Laura Dern have both fondly said they would return to it. I think Laura Dern was recently at the 25th anniversary thing in Universal Studios last month and I think she was, you know, glowing the fact that she would come back in a heartbeat. So do you think they're leading up to maybe doing this again?
1: Where it's going to get tricky is that Colin Trevorrow has now said he's coming, now that he's been fired from Star Wars, (laughs) he's coming back to direct the next, or the third Jurassic World movie, and he was the one who was so adamant he didn't want old actors in this, and I think if you sort of, like, followed, like, a lot of his interviews in the media and everything, he seems like a pretty stubborn guy, so he may just stick to his guns, but, like, the studio is really going to determine this, and the amount of attention that there is for those original actors. Like, I think if you use them properly, if you use them just in small roles, it can be effective because you, you joke about how like Laura Dern was in Jurassic park three for five minutes. But like, I have like very fond memories of be her being in that movie. And most people will say, Oh yeah, she was in Jurassic park three. They won't say she has a cameo. So I don't think the audience really cares. They just want to see some type of connection to the classic movies. Cause in all honesty, None of these sequels have really captured anybody's imagination. Mm. And yet when we went over last week how huge Jurassic World was when it came out or even Jurassic Park 3, the lowest grossing of them, set box office records when it came out. It set opening day records, it set weekend records for, you know, the month of July, and this was the lowest grossing of the series. So people want to come back over and over again, and it is just the nostalgia. Um with them sort of spoiling Jeff Goldblum's in it. I mean, I agree with you as a fan. I would love to have seen this movie and not known he was going to be in it, or maybe heard but not known what the moment was going to be. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's quite noticeable the lack of interest in this. I mean, it's still going to be huge. This I, I don't want to be one of these people like, who's dumping on Solo, but <laughs> you know, this movie's not going to open with two hundred million dollars. I, I think right now the estimates originally was like oh it's probably going to open like 170 180 million and now it's like it's going to be like 130 to 140 um which still like very respectable but the more time goes on the more it's becoming evident that this isn't going to be the massive hit that Jurassic World was and i think the amount of buzz this movie's getting and the amount that has just been on jeff goldblum and people being aware that he's in this movie I'm kind of afraid to see, like, or well, we never would know, but I'd be afraid to to know how the box office would have been if they didn't have him in this, even for that one scene, because that seems to be all the attention this is getting.
0: It's interesting looking so far, it's, it's tipped to make about $145 million currently because overseas release, and actually, I, I was wondering why this has been released so early sort of in Europe, and it's actually apparently due to the World Cup. <laughs> like, people are like, well, ah. if we <laughs> open this the week of the World Cup, no one's going to want to go see it, which I think is actually quite yeah. clever. Um, so, there you go. That's why it's being opened so early. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's gonna be, we talked about that last week, didn't we? In terms of, you know, how this will go with the box office. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with everything. I think that I don't feel this is gonna be as groundbreaking as the first Jurassic World. You know, I think it, it'll, it'll do its own thing. Um, will it fail like solo? Like, as you said, like, come on. Um, but yeah, I mean I don't know what else really there is a lot. Am I missing anything here that we want to talk about more, kind of with this preview? Because I mean I guess kind of we did actually cover a lot of what we're looking forward to with this uh in our previous four weeks.
1: Um I mean not directly with the movie. I mean I mentioned how great the uh blue Dorito chips are that are out there. <laughs> uh but also I know I mentioned it to you last week, but they as far as like uh, merchandise and uh, just different promotions out there, there's this Jurassic World Alive video game that's oh, just yes. come out. Oh,
0: yes. I did download it, yes.
1: Yeah, it, which, if people aren't familiar... Now, I never played this, but I think most people are familiar with the concept was a Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, you're going around collecting creatures, but it's based on your GPS. So you're looking on a map, and as you're walking, it's following you on your own streets, and you find stuff there, and... Uh, I've been playing this for, like, the last week, and it's it's incredibly addictive. Like, <laughs> I'm not huge into video games. I love video games, but I will play a couple times a year. I'll play for video games for, like, a whole afternoon, and then that's it for me. I'm basically playing this, like, day and night, and there's times where we're leaving the house, and Jamie's like, oh, do you want me to drive so you can catch some dinosaurs? Because, <laughs> like, new ones are popping up all the time, and then I'm like, oh, wait, one, one day we're, uh, you know, just finishing our lunch at work, uh, and... I'm like, wait, there's a Spinosaurus across the street. And I just rushed out and dragged her trekking up a hill, you know, trekking through goose poo because there's so much goose poo everywhere in Winnipeg. <laughs> so I could just catch the Spinosaurus. And uh, it's a really fun game. And, you know, you get to basically uh, collect the DNA of dinosaurs by tagging them with darts. The whole idea is that you're part of this dinosaur protection agency and then you actually do you know battle with other people uh online which uh it's it's a game people should download even if you just an easy game where you can play it for five minutes if that you can we'll play it for 30 seconds and then put away
0: I understand you like video games, but I'd probably play them a bit more. But since I've moved up here to Queensland, I didn't bring my PlayStation 4 with me. So I'm a little bit sad that I don't have, like, sort of my games. So I recently bought this retro video game which system which has, like, 35,000, like, old video games on it from, like, you know, Sega Mega Drives and Super Nintendos and that. Legitimately, the last week I've spent playing Lemmings, because um, it's been a while <laughs> since I've played Lemmings. <laughs> um But I'm, like, really excited for... Uh, Jurassic World Evolution, the game which I think we've mentioned oh, a few times, and yeah. I've been watching a lot of clips in that in the last week. And, again, if people aren't familiar with this, I'm sure people are familiar with the old game that was about, what, 2003? It was called Jurassic Park Operation Genesis, which essentially was kind of like The Sims or a Sims City, where you build your own Jurassic Park. And you manage it, and it's like, it was completely addictive. You know, you'd, it's just like The Sims, where in The Sims, you'd get bored and you'd end up shoving them all in a room and setting the house on fire and burning them to death. Uh, so like, <laughs> <Yeah>. with <laughs> Jurassic Park Operation Genesis, you'd get bored and you end up like ripping a fence out and just letting the T-Rex walk around and eat all the people. Um, mm. but yeah, Jurassic World Evolution looks amazing, like, in terms of, you know, sort of upping the ante with this the graphics and just everything about it looks so much fun. So, um, I don't know if you'll be rushing out to get that, but I know that's one thing that uh, I definitely will be going out of my way to get when it does come out.
1: Yeah, well, with... um, uh, What was the... Uh, I already forgot the name, though. Jurassic Park. The Operation one that came out after Jurassic... Genesis. Operation Genesis, yeah. I remember when that came out or hearing about that after Jurassic Park 3 and just dying to play the game. Now, did you have that on, like, PC or was it a uh,
0: PlayStation PS2 would have been back then, yeah. PlayStation 2, yeah.
1: Yeah, because I remember um like dying to play this game and then for whatever reason i don't know if it was in all of north america or just here in canada or just winnipeg it wasn't released on anything other than pc and i I mean i had a computer but like to buy a pc game of this was like 80 dollars. so i'm like there's no way i can afford this but even a year since i've always been like oh you know i should try and find that game because that was sort of like my dream jurassic park and i remember um Playing even the Game Boy, the, the like original Game Boy, nineteen ninety three Jurassic Park game, where you're actually wandering around exploring the park. I think I mentioned that in the first Jurassic Park episode. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking the time at the time, I'm like, you know, it would be great to do this where you could design it because that was right at the time that like Sim City had come out too, and to design your own park. So this is probably the one game where I'm gonna go out and buy it brand new. Most of the time, if there's a game I really want, I'll wait for it. Um, you know, I. The the main ones I love are the Lego games. I mean, even Lego Jurassic Park. uh, It basically sold out everywhere here for six months. (laughs) Like, you could not find it on shelves. Uh, Eventually, I got that. But, like, I don't rush out and get anything. But for uh, this one, like, as soon as it comes out, do you have the release date? Because I'll reserve my copy now. (laughs)
0: Look, I think it's sporadic. Because I think, like, in North America, it's out this week, I think. Whereas, I think in Australia, it doesn't come out to July. So... Um I think there's a variety of release dates. It's one of these weird ones where it's not kind of uh, just the same day. So, yeah, I'm seeing here there's 12th of June. So, that's in two days at least the time of recording. this, obviously we're in the future now. You're listening to this. Uh, that was four <laughs> days ago. Um, but, yeah, I, I know in Australia I looked it up the other day and it's not meant to be here till July 3. Although, actually, I'm seeing here, I'll correct myself, maybe this is, that it's a digital release. Uh, on June the 12th, and physical release is July the 3rd. So, that's maybe where I'm looking at it differently. So, you can download it, uh, PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, right now, if you're listening to this, um, uh, or you can wait a couple of weeks and buy the disc for it. So, I don't know what you prefer. Yeah. Are you a physical or a digital man, Colin?
1: I... Uh- Honestly, I'm a whichever one keeps more money in my pocket guy. So whichever one one's cheaper.
0: I'll probably have to get the physical one because uh, I'll have to play it on uh, my housemate's PlayStation Four because mine is still in. Do you know? Play- um,
1: <laughs> before we wrap this up, just out of curiosity, like, do you have any other Jurassic Park games that you played over the years? Because I know there's a ton of them. Um, the only ones that I ever play, like, I remember playing the um, the original, like the the one for the first Jurassic park. Mm-hmm. And then there was the lost world game where you actually played as a dinosaur, which was great too. Mm-hmm. But, um, then there, there was the Jurassic park, the game, the one that had <laughs> Dr. Harding as a main character in Lego Jurassic world. But are there other ones that you'd recommend that I can't remember? There's a,
0: there's a great video on YouTube. It's like one of those, you know, history of Jurassic park video games. It's like a 10 minute montage. And they just literally show you every single Jurassic park game to ever be released. Um, I, I, have downloaded in the last few weeks um the yeah the dress Park the game which i haven't got around to playing it yet uh as well as operation genesis but it doesn't really work well on my computer so it's some weird version but um yeah like i god sigma system i used to have that game like just jurassic park like from the first movie which mm-hmm. is on this little machine thing that i've just got which is really great if you like old style video games get this machine it's like really good um but yeah, so like, I, I used to play that, and I, I used to play that game really hard. Like, I don't know about you, but that game was really hard. Um, mm-hmm. cause you had to collect a certain amount of tokens to be able to get to the last end, like, last level, and if you didn't get enough tokens, the game just ended. And you're like, oh, okay, well, that's a bit of an anti-climax. Um, I remember, yeah, the Lost World one. I don't think there's anything different, really, than what you just mentioned. Yeah, I had the Lego Jurassic World, I've got that. Um, I think there was, like, some other PC one, just after The Lost World, which I think I played at a friend's house once, and I was reading about that the other day, and that actually has a lot of backstory. Like, Richard Attenborough did a voice in it, Um, Mm. and it actually provides a lot of backstory on, you know, for the fact that you know that they've bred six Tyrannosaurs, for example. Like, that's that's all there are, Um, and that's kind of canon, that game. So, there's just little things like that. But, um, yeah, I I think pretty much the ones you mentioned I played, but... um, I, I've seen other ones there that I've never played, though.
1: Uh, One other thing I thought about on the movie is there's that part in the final trailer, I think it is, where they mention there's 11 species that we can save here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're seeing a lot of new species in this game. This is where the continuity kind of bad because we counted basically all 20 of the species they had in the first one, and there's already <laughs> at least three or four new ones we're seeing in this. Um, I don't know which ones are like. Do you have a full list of the confirmed dinosaurs for this? Or are you avoiding that as... Um, there, no, no,
0: no. There was one I was just literally looking at a second ago, if you give me a second. But because um, what I read in terms of all that review where somebody's seen the first seven minutes and they said there was a return of like a a dinosaur. And I thought that was going to be the Dilophosaurus, but I think, spoiler alert, it's not. Um, it's it's from what I'm... This is a list here on... Um, Wikipedia, it's a list of cloned animals in Jurassic Park, and it's kind of got the little ticks, like, on what appears in what movie, so, uh, if I scroll through this without going completely spoilerific here, um, there is, uh, maybe not, there's not, uh, the Indominus, oh, no, wait, okay, never mind, never mind, uh, the Baryonyx, that's the one that I think a lot of fans mm. are excited for, because that's sort of been teased a lot. Uh, and that's gonna make an appearance. Uh, was it Karanatosaurus? I cannot even say the name of that. Um Allosaurus, as I said, that's one that a lot of fans are excited for. The, you know, poor man's T-Rex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, there's a few here that, like, are making their first appearance in a Jurassic World movie, Jurassic Park movie. So, um yeah, like, how they have come to be on, who knows i guess we're gonna have to find out or just put our imagination because as i keep saying about the dinosaur protection website a lot of that does go into explaining a lot of things how these dinosaurs have come to be you know how the spinosaurus was bred after the lost world was it on the island was it not and all these kind of things like that so um it's again a great website a lot of details and there was even that other one that we found recently wasn't there the um the, uh, the security one, which basically says about the pteranodons from Jurassic World, Jurassic yeah. Park 3, were shot over Canada, and that's how. And Hoskins his name? is
1: the one that captured
0: them. Yeah, Hoskins, and that's how basically Hoskins got a job at Jurassic World, because he was, what, <laughs> hunting in Canada, and came across mm-hmm. these wild pterodons. Oh, like, it's just, it's just clever little things like that that gives them, you know, fills in plot holes which i think it's clever that they do yeah okay it's not the movie and not everyone's gonna go out of their way to read it i guess that's the star wars argument isn't it i can sit there and be like this is bullshit this is ridiculous in last jedi it doesn't make sense and some nerd will be like oh but they explained this in comic book 7c so you know (laughs) hence the cameo in solo which everybody's like what this doesn't make sense even i've not seen how it makes sense but i know it makes sense but anyway i don't know where i'm going with that there's more dinosaurs coming.
1: I just want to throw out there one more thing, the, uh, the score for this movie. I, I, I guarantee I'm going to be listening to it over and over again because Michael Giacchino's come back for this. But if you have listened to any other Michael Giacchino soundtracks, no matter what it is, if it's The Incredibles, Mission Impossible uh, or Jurassic World or anything, he basically titles the, the songs or his pieces of music with puns. And some of the track titles for Fallen Kingdom are absolutely hilarious. Um Raiders of the Lost Isla Nublar, uh <laughs> Jurassic Pillow Talk, um Thus Begins the Indo Rapture. There's something about Maisie
0: <laughs> in <Indominus laughs> declaration Ritz. of
1: Declaration of Indopendence. <laughs> so it's it's fun cuz you're not going to get a lot of spoilers with this but uh, he just has great track titles and anything i could do to give a shout out to michael g know.
0: well which again on lost isn't it just like kate's theme hurley's theme yeah. jack's theme <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i don't know is it out yet can you can you get it as of now or i mean i'm assuming it would be uh, if the movie's out in europe it's saying that
1: there's previews like what i found is basically previews of all the tracks so mm-hmm. usually i think the soundtracks come out uh, the week of the movie, is so like a few days beforehand. But seeing as it's already released overseas, maybe it is out.
0: Mm, maybe we'll have to have a, a bit of a a look for that. But uh, yeah, we're we're excited. As I think you mentioned last week, we're not sure if this is going to be one that was going to come in needing a spoiler review and a spoiler. I'm going to say probably not. Yeah. I think kind of this no. will just be our gen- general spoiler free. One. I mean, if we were going to do a spoiler one, we should have really done one for I- Avengers <laughs> alongside that, as opposed to, you know, we've only ever done it once with Star Wars. And I think we kind of knew that was always going to happen. But um
1: can you imagine, like, what other Jurassic Park movies would that have happened with? Where we see Jurassic <laughs> Park 3, and, like, we've got to do a spoiler one. <laughs> Billy doesn't die. <laughs> and Eric doesn't either. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cooper dies. That's Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Not Cooper! Uh, yeah, I, d- I don't think any Jurassic Park film really warrants a spoiler <laughs> no. review. Um, yeah, so, unless something absolutely groundbreaking, unless Alan Grant is revealed as being bred into the hybrid of the Indoraptor. That's part Alan Grant! Um, <laughs>
1: you can tell it's wearing the hat! <laughs>
0: Oh, that'd be hilarious. (laughs) That one's part Muldoon. It keeps saying "clever girl."
1: (laughs) That one's part Enrique. 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 Uh... Look, that one's got to be part Lex. It's operating a Unix system.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That one's part Nick Van Owen. It keeps releasing everything and getting everyone into trouble. (laughs) I think that would be funny, like, in the Senate committee, if all of a sudden, like, you know, next to speak is Dr. Ian Malcolm. Thanks, Dr. Malcolm. Next up, Nick Van Owen. And they just cut away. (laughs) (laughs) Boo! (laughs) Uh, We are obviously very much looking forward to it. Are you planning on seeing this opening night, or is it going to be a wait
1: to the weekend to the kids are available? No, uh, we've already made plans, and I have no trouble dragging Jamie to this, because she's already told me, okay, I'm going to this one with you, because Chris Pratt's in it. So uh, <laughs> she's pretty much insisted it's going to be the Thursday evening showing. So I, I'm, I'm still jealous that you get, like, the midnight on Thursday, or 12.01 a.m. Uh, or whatever. We, so we,
0: I'll, I'll make you even more jealous. We've actually got Wednesday night at 6 p.m. screenings. Uh,
1: so. <laughs> so you're technically a day and a half ahead of me, so... Yeah. You're gonna have to really restrain yourself for a day and a half waiting on me, but I, well, I'm assuming once this movie's done, you know we'll just record it as soon as I get home. So yeah. we'll probably have the review out before Friday morning North America time.
0: That would be the plan. And, I mean, we can also do a spoiler-free review of the first Jurassic Park, if you like. I'm going to see that. In this. Yeah. Well, actually, at the time of <laughs> this being released, I saw it two days ago. So do you want to talk about it? <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I've i mentioned that plenty of times, but I'm looking forward to seeing that on the big screen. Um, and we're looking forward to really seeing this, because it's funny you say that about how Jamie's going to see this because of Chris Pratt. I saw the trailer for, um is it First Man, or the one they're doing on Neil Armstrong? and oh, yeah. Um, And I do not like Ryan Gosling, and I don't think he looks anything like Neil Armstrong at all. Mm -hmm. But, um, I haven't shown it to Mallory yet, but I know she'll want to come see that with me because it's got Ryan Gosling in it. But, um, (laughs) you know, the trailer looked good, but again, I just, I just, he looks nothing like Neil Armstrong. You might as well cast Will Smith. Like, (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't have made a difference.
1: Like, Toby Jones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) BD Wong. I want B.D. Wong as hashtag B.D. Wong for Neil Armstrong. <laughs>
1: Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong. B.D. Wong as Buzz Aldrin.
0: <laughs> uh, and Bryce soon, Dallas it-
1: Howard as Michael Collins.
0: And coming soon, the all-female remake of Apollo 13. <laughs> Featuring Melissa McCarthy as Jim Lovell. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we're going to stop. Um, we, In the meantime, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on all the other places, and just listen to us. Like, just just listen. That's all we ask for. Leave some reviews on iTunes. I don't think we've gotten one since, like, 1993, since the first Jurassic Park was released, so <laughs> it'd be nice to get a new one. <laughs> just literally leave a reply saying, clever podcast. That's all I want. That's all I want. One person. It's one person. One person.
1: When it's referencing, are you going to do an Oz cap for blood versus water? You know, it's been a while.
0: <laughs> I want people to reply with a comment that says, like, it's a podcast. I know this. Uh, or something like that. Anyway, uh, just do it, all right? Please. Uh, but we thank you for your time. and We'll be back next week. My name is Ben and boobies.
1: <laughs> and apparently I'm the only one prepared for this. Um My name is Colin, and the park is gone. So, welcome to Little Girl's Bedroom.
0: Thank you for listening to The Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.